This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sunday 30th of October 2022 and this evening's show we will be hearing over Gary Gold's inspired victory which saw a team like Blackpool overturn a half-turn deficit to come away with all three points at the Coventry Building Society Arena. I'm glad about that, Dan and So I'm John Aspinall, the Seaside's podcast match reaction show, Coventry City 1, Blackpool 2. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Seasiders Podcast Match Reaction Show on a Sunday evening. And for the eagle-eyed viewers out there, Tim, they will see a couple of loan signings in the panel. Would you like to introduce them? Yes. Uh, I thought I thought it was Matt before uh, <laughs> before I saw Kev's name come up there. Anyway, just got the same. <laughs> Slightly more, slightly, slightly brighter background than uh, than uh, Matt's uh, gothic efforts that we normally get. But, uh, I can't promise to be an upgrade, I'm afraid. But uh, I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to uh, to emulate his uh, his spirit. Kev, I'm also I'm also getting a, a Carl Pilkington vibe as well. Have you ever had that well, before? Funnily enough, you're the first person that's ever ever said that. I mean, the, the guy's been ripping off my act for about the last ten years. I've made millions out of it, but I'm not I'm not remotely bitter. <laughs> so, uh, Kev, always welcome, Kev. Just tell us a very brief bit about yourself. How come you're a Blackpool fan? How long you've been supporting oh. for, etc. To be honest, I've been a massive uh, fan of the the Seasiders podcast for some years, and uh, and then I started uh, going to watch Blackpool on the back of that. <laughs> no, uh, Tim, Tim, yeah. three, three plus one, three plus yeah. one. Brown nosing. No, uh, first game I think was um, it, well, it was under Billy Air. Uh, just it was just after the Scunthorpe game, um, Plymouth at home in about ninety three. I think Dave Bamber scored. Um, obviously hooked from the uh, the get go, but um, yeah, I've been following the pool for for thirty years. Um, wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, the the lows are as good as the highs, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, anybody that doesn't doesn't get that about about supporting a football club, 
you know, do something else for your time. Or support Man United or Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, naturally, coming on, making my debut after a, a absolutely resounding victory two on the bounce is not not sort of what I'd have I'd have had. I mean, ideally, would have just got done five nil at home by York or something. But uh, there's always next time. <laughs> well, we have been accused Tim of being morbid on this show on quite a few occasions, but there's there's nothing to be morbid about, not at least on the last two games. But the the whole box that we're in. That was like yeah. uh, there was like a death march afterwards, trudging out. It was. Uh, it did take you back to the good old days, didn't it? That game. <laughs> Just to remind you that being a Blackpool fan's a, a, a roller coaster ride. Well, I've never heard that one before. Have I? Anyway, uh, we've also got Pete Dixon. Pete, welcome. You've been threatening to come on a couple of times and. We finally got you on, so welcome. I missed last week's. I left my phone in the car. And Preston, what a <laughs> debut that would have been. No, no. Well, lesson learned, eh? Yeah, I think me and Pete, we go back. We, I think we first really met when we went to the AVFTT9 meeting with Carl, didn't we? Carl yeah, and Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't actually get... I didn't oh, go you, went, you went to the, pre, the, pre, the preview oh, no, thing no. we did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we sort of had quite a lot of contact back in the days, didn't we? Yeah, I think it might be a quite a nice little story to embellish there, Tim. Um, Tim, Pete, what what was the meeting about for those that don't know, and what happened? Well, um, th- those those who, who uh, sort of frequented AVFTT back then, and and this is the Premier League year, um, will remember that Carl allegedly used to post under various pseudonyms and. Um, Harry Potter, the Dark Lord, the Dark, the Dark Lord. Lord, yeah, yeah, the Dark Lord, and uh, a few, a few of the choice ones, um, and um, he, uh, I can't remember it was. I think it might have been Darren Robertson actually, um, but he was having a a, a, a bit of a contraton on. Uh, on oh, oh hang on a minute. That's it. With, uh, with, 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 he's having, he was having, he was having a, a bit of a, you know, two and a throwing was going on. And, uh, and, and basically, I think, I think it was Darren who just basically called him out and said, why don't you meet us, meet a, a group of us? So it ended up, um, uh, he, he said, yeah, as long as there's nobody going to be hiding behind a username, you've got to say who you are. And I think you had to be a season ticket holder as well, didn't you? Did he say, because I know we had we had a pre meeting, didn't we, in the old seafarers bar? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and yeah, I remember you because you came to that, but then you because you where you live, you couldn't make it to the uh, nah. make it to the actual uh, meeting. And um, so uh, yeah, we weren't quite sure what how it was going to play out, but there was nine. Obviously, as it might you might guess, nine of us went in, um, <laughs> and um, it was interesting. The it started as you is it where is it meant to go on when Carl disclosed that unfortunately he couldn't offer us a drink because he he couldn't find the key to the drinks cabinet. So. <laughs> Old habits and, die uh, hard, eh, Carl? Yeah, he was it was it was a stranger one, but Phil Corbett was there. Um, uh, Ian, Bed, Bedfordshire Seaside, I want Ian Outram, mm-hmm. myself, Darren Roberts, who's BFC times three on there. Um, Phil yeah, said Phil. I know that Sangrone and Dirt was there. Who? Oh yeah, he, he was, was a bit of an enigma, yeah. wasn't he? Oh. And I didn't see him for years afterwards. And the, and the, and then the next time I saw Sangrone and Dirt was at, um, was at, was at the infamous 
meeting in the cellar of, of what's now the Armfield Club when when Carl and Glenn Bowley turned up and he just <laughs> Michael Savage was that his name? Michael Savage, yeah, that was it. So it was um, it was an interesting old hour and a half and. Um, and because he broke ranks, because Carl said, "Oh, let's agree, issue some agreed minutes," and that took forever and a day to agree. And in the meantime, Savage sort of broke ranks and put it all on AVFTT. So, I suppose it was the era of uh, the bomb spiders and the tangerine tinted specs, <laughs> was it, was it as well, bul- wasn't it? Vade bulges, yes, vade yeah. bulges, the and bulges of the bomb spiders. Vade bulges, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah, an album. Another view from another view from the bridge was that was one of uh, was was one of his as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. right. That's yeah, blimey. Michael, but Michael, are you Michael Preston? Laughing about this yesterday, I was forcing a. It must be. Which we, you, you were you were absolutely slaughtering him last week. So well, slaughtering is a very harsh word, Tim. I've been giving him well, advice, telling him, telling him to change his surname. <laughs> looks like he has. Uh, Pete, like he has. yeah. Pete, yes. how, how long have you been supporting Blackpool for? Um, are you more vintage? Well, are you more vintage than I, Tim? I, I think I'm not sure. I probably am. I'm, I'm, he's older than me, obviously. But I think um, my first game, I did a bit of research because I know you like a bit of stato on here just before I came on, and it, just to get the date, it was the 23rd of October 1970 at Bloomfield Road, 2 p.m. kickoff, and it was Blackpool three, Chelsea four. That famous game when we were 3-0 up at half-time and managed to uh, to capitulate horribly <laughs> in the second half and lose 4-3 to an own goal, the last goal. It was horrible. Memorable game, though. And it's been like that ever since, really. It sounds like ground zero, doesn't it, for the next 50 years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not, not a bad debut season, though, is it, in, in the first division? I suppose No, you... no. It's all downhill well, from there, really. It was the season before, but you know, it was a, no, it was a good season to start. But 30,000 there that day. Christ, you've seen Bloom a Bloomfield World with thirty thousand on. Wow. Yeah. I think the, 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 there was one. There was one game, wasn't there? Just went over thirty. Was at Everton. Everton, was yeah. Everton Again, was the largest crowd, crowd wasn't it? Got lots out. Yeah, lots out of that. Times change, eh? My first game was nil nil at home to Gillingham. Three and a half thousand there, I think. Mm. Nil nil, another nil nil here as well. Was it? (laughs) 1978, 79. So Pete obviously has a few years on me. Uh, Kev, first game, do you remember it? Uh, Yeah, Plymouth at home, 93, I think. I mean, I'm younger than I look, to be honest. A comment. <laughs> yeah, I just remember being taken by uh, by Gary Briggs being a rather rather robust fella, and as a as a sort of impressionable eight or nine year old, that was a uh, that was all it took to uh, to hook me in. Uh, Richard, what can beat that? Peters went to Bloomfield when I was nine in sixty seven. We lost to Chelsea too. That's a it's a running theme, isn't it? Losing to Chelsea on you. Was it Richard who was taking the photographs? It was, it was yeah, Richard, it was. I remember, I, I sort of, I got who you were afterwards. You should have said, hello, Richard. But yeah, Richard took some fantastic photos of the day, didn't he? Both in and out of the stadium. Yeah, he's got me going 1-1 one, one at, the, uh, at, at um, the, the, the the fans to the left. Not where most of them were, it was the other side, but somebody was giving it large all game. 
up until his equalising. So when I, I just did the old, um, I'm off the off the camera there. One one yeah. one. Iconic that. Tim, that picture, iconic. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll sign a few copies if Richard wants to try and uh, eBay with them. Right. Anyway, we're here for uh, a match reaction to Coventry one, Blackpool two. Um, the the journey up there, Tim. You obviously went on the train, but the the journey and by car was a bit of a nightmare. I'm just thankful that I had Siri and Apple Maps, which got us through the vast majority of the crap on the M6. I think it was just south of Nutsford. There's a car turned over, wasn't there? Yeah, there's a car and a lorry. It's an overturned lorry. There's two two sections of accidents. I was like, I don't believe this. So I've just finished the grassroots game, Polton, and. Um, we left about half eleven. I thought oh, that's just enough time. And so I looked at the the maps. It's like an hour delay. I was like, oh, for God's sake! But made it. In well, the I, end. I just lived up to the caricature of myself and put my chinos on, got on the train, and did a bit of cultural sightseeing. And uh, before before going for a, a nice lunch in a in an English sixteenth century country inn. Tim, Tim, that's Tim not what you said before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Tim has already bored me with this uh, twice, so I'm not going to inflict it on the viewers. And we're going to go. Well, I, th- I think there's a new Channel Four series to be done, though. You know, great football journeys to Championship football grounds <laughs> with could... with Tim Fielding and Michael Portillo. Exactly, it's a winner. <laughs> Same people, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's look at the team sheet before. We start talking about 16th century inns and all that crap. Um, just made that bigger. Kev, Chris Maxwell, Callum Conley, Marvin Epiteta, Thornley, Husband, Dougal, Carey, Patino, Hamilton, Medine, and Yates. What did you think of that team sheet when you when you saw it? Well, after after the previous week, I mean, obviously there was a, there was a, a big clamour to uh, to get get Grant Ward in there at right back this week, but. Uh, um, I, th- I think it, it 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 made total sense, didn't it? Um, Carey changed the game last week. Uh, the only change, I think, you know, if the the other changes you could have made. I mean, it, it, it depended on whether whether Thornley and Husband had sort of sh- shaken off the knocks. Uh, you know, CJ is the only only real other one, but it, I mean, it, it'd been been that good uh, on, on on a sort of a, a CJ spectrum anyway uh the last couple of weeks that the guy deserved another run out and i think i think we all know that sooner sooner or later uh he'll um he'll, he'll do enough to uh to knock himself out the team somehow but um i think i think it was uh the team picked itself frankly yeah um, dave coleman's just said in the chat their team picked itself pete as kev's just said it had been incredibly harsh not to start cj after his performance against peony Good to see him on the team sheet. Pete, can you hear me? He had another good game as well. Yeah, didn't he did. He? he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think what Dave said on the on the messages. I think uh, yeah, it picked itself really. It just it was going to be injuries if anything that was going to change it. Unfortunately, they all sort of cobbled through, didn't they? Tim, um, anything to add before we we go on to the game itself? No, I think I think I think that it. it Sort of just endorse what the people says. I think you know, Ather's called it right with his team. I saw I saw his team sheet pretty much. I think it was that one. I think most of us, if we'd done the same task, would have arrived at the same conclusion. It was a bit of a no brainer, really. Yeah. Um. Weirdly, Tim, how warm was it at the game? I turned up with 
um, a base layer on, a really thick hoodie, really hat, coat, scarf, gloves, all the clothing that you need for the back end of October. And it was like it was like a season opener. I'd wish I had shorts on. I did have a I did have an inkling because uh, I'd done the, uh, the old forecast job before I set off, and I messaged Colin who I went with and said pack your sons of glasses it's like 19 degrees down there and um it was positively balmy mm. i mean to be honest even after the game i mean inside the ground not in the sun and you it was too hot to wear your coat wasn't it it was yeah. it was it, you know and sometimes like last week against preston in the sun it was very warm but i suspect out of the sun it was it was a bit chillier but absolutely fantastic and uh, <laughs> even like about seven o'clock at night going around coventry all, all the outside areas of all the bars were were packed because it was it was still pretty warm. It was got to make the most of it, haven't it? Because it's um, winter's coming, isn't it? And uh, if you get the opportunity to to, to have a, a you know a last uh, a last good weekend out or whatever it is in um, in, in a bit of warmth, you got to make the most of it. So yeah, it was great. Nice stadium as well. I've been once before, but it was a, a night game, pitch black. I couldn't really see much apart from inside the stadium. You don't realise it's a huge complex, isn't it? The whole. The yeah. whole setup. I mean, and... I'd not come. I'd not come that side before. When I've previously come, and I'm going back to 2009, 2010 season because the last time I went to, went to watch Coventry, obviously they're playing at Birmingham, and um, I, I'd, I'd not seen it from that side. And the other side is quite imposing because it's it's quite high up. There's a bit. I think, if I remember right, there's quite a big drop the other side. Uh, but yeah, very very impressive. Whichever way around you come at it. They're not going to be there for long, though, are they? By the looks of it. Yeah, we, were, we were chatting to them pre-match, and it, it, to be honest, it is. I mean, it, it, you know, they, they were one of the um, uh, they were one of the groups like at the vanguard of, of fan issues with owners, as we were going back um, 2014, 2015 with Sisu uh, and all the issues they had to deal with there. And I felt quite sorry them. Sorry for them because like we've come out of it, and and most of the teams who've been in those issues have come out of it, and yet they seem to be going back into it. I mean, they seem to have been hit by a transfer embargo today as a result of unpaid VAT. They don't know where they're playing on Tuesday against Blackburn, um, and it's a, it's a, this is all to do with for those who are aware, mainly to do with Wasps. London Wasps have bought the stadium or got the long lease of the stadium. And they're they're in a right mess, and um, I don't. But nobody quite knows what's going to happen. That's why they had the games postponed to begin the season because Wasps weren't maintaining the pitch properly, and um, uh, and and it's the, the big problem is they don't own the stadium because they don't own the stadium. They don't own the revenue streams linked to it, and they're basically beholden to third parties, and and that's been the sort of historic problem they've had to deal with ever since they moved there, and again. For those of a certain vintage, we remember Highfield Road and what a great ground that was in the city centre, the first all-seated ground in the country. But it was a fantastic atmosphere when you went there because the, the, you were right on top of the pitch and it was the right size for them, wasn't it, Pete? You know, you you it went was, yeah. like 20, 22,000 and it was it was it was it was packed. Well, not whether it's packed or not. I mean, the, in the eighties and nineties, the tenses dropped off, but they had nineteen thousand there yesterday, and and it, it only felt half full, yeah. and that's their big problem. It works in the Premier League, and I think that's what you know. The bit when that when they moved into that ground, they've been 
in the in what's the Premier League or, or the early versions of it, Division One. Since 1967, the year I was born, and never been out of it. So they'd spent the thick end of 40 years in the top flight, and as soon as they move into that stadium, they get relegated. So, um, and they've never been back. So it's it's been a, an incredibly uh, bad move on all sorts of levels. But notwithstanding that, it's a superb stadium. Mm. And uh, but it, even with ninety thousand, it felt empty. It's you know you've got to have twenty five at least in there, to, I think, to make it to to generate any sort of real, uh, you know, significant atmosphere. I thought to be fair, I thought that because they were all on one side, which if you look at it, looked worse. I think if you're watching it on the TV because TV cameras were on the side of where they all were, um, but they, they did all sort of crowd together a bit and. For a, for a home team, they've been they were a lot noisier than some of the teams we've been to recently. Sheffield United being one that s- stood out nearly full, and yet it was they were quite as dormice. I feel Road is a dangerous place if you, you know, if you got caught coming out in and spotted. Glenn King's just said they were all dangerous in them days. We got quite. There was quite an unpleasant atmosphere coming out, Tim. And we'll go into the game in a minute. I don't know. If, do you know after we, we were just walking down with you, we we doubled mm-hmm. back. We get all sorts of nasty looks and nasty comments from quite a lot of Coventry fans. Um, I think it was quite a, a bitter bunch. And I think I don't. I don't know why we were with two kids as well, a woman. It was a. Uh, yeah, it was just odd. I just, I just found so them I, to be I, quite I unpleasant. I other other than that them. bit where, the, as we were walking away, where were you there where they closed the bridge off mm. Um, mm. For, for a little while? I don't know what all that was about. But apart from that, I, I found them, you know, all, all the very engaging and, and wanting to talk about what's going on with them and, what, and, and, and how that compares to what's happened to us, which was, you know, for, from my perspective, that's that's what you want from a, a pre-match and a post-match because we went back to where we've been before just for half an hour or so. I think there's still a sense, and you can understand this a little bit, that um, some of these sides don't really like losing to Blackpool, do they? Teams like Blackpool. Yeah. All over their socials. I think they've got ideas above the station a bit. Coventry probably still think they're in the Premier League. It's like I, I've lived in Sheffield for sort of most of the last twenty years, and uh, you know every time every time we go there, um, you know they they, they assume it's going to be an easy three points, and that and that's at the uh, at the massive or at or at the blades, and it's it's turning out to be quite a fertile sort of hunting ground for us, isn't it? I mean, I remember that 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 game, I don't know, well, season about fifteen years ago, where I think we we beat Wednesday four times, including a. A couple in the in the whatever it was then the LDV, and uh, sort of good times, but such bitterness. I remember when we played Sheffield Wednesday? I think we were in the Premier League at the time. I mean, I'm sure we played them in a cup, and all our fans were chatting. You're only here for the Wednesday, you know that song. <laughs> what a massive yeah. army! Oh, yeah, huge. Here's club in the world. <laughs> anyway, onto the game then. Obviously, M6 was a nightmare, unseasonable warm, but um, uh, certainly a red hot start from from Blackpool. Kev, wasn't it? Partridge esque link there. Do you know what? I know. I know it's a, it's sort of quite a big old ground, isn't it? Um, and the, and the pitch, it's you know, it's like it's like playing football on a wide open prairie. But um, it looked like we got fourteen men out there for the first 10, 15 minutes. Just I just just tore at them in a way that. 
you know, not seen, seen a Blackpool side do at this level since, you know, since we we're, were on the up last time. Um, Ipswich at home. Do you remember Ipswich at home? When we was dist- that the 6-0 game? Yeah. Yeah. And Lee, do you remember? It reminded me of those two games, the first 25 We won minutes. the first three, didn't we? Uh, I remember that because I'd, I'd had a bet against us in all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hedging like, your bets, that's Ira called. Might have played that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like Vieira, uh, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, they were. They were. Uh, they were brilliant, but you know what happens when you don't score, and and mm. so it came to pass. Not not jumping ahead because uh, you know a series of near misses to uh, to run through first. But yeah, I thought I thought they were they were they were brilliant coming out the blocks, and it, it does sort of um, it. it Sort of encapsulates, I think, what we're getting uh, from a Michael Appleton side that maybe we were never going to get from sort of the, the, the more pragmatic, albeit you no know, very very effective um, Critchley side. He does give you that impression that he wants to he wants to play, and when you know when he says I want to play four three three, all right, you know, there's times when it is going to be a five across the middle because. We're playing against good sides with ten times the budget, but it, it looked like a like a proper a proper um four three three trying to get on the front foot and, and, and play the ball and that you know that if if you know that's what we want to see. It's not always gonna be realistic, but yeah, it's fantastic. Tim Gazmadine has had two great chances in the in the first half. Not put on either of them away. Arguably most certainly one of them more difficult to miss than to score. Um, I think, I think you have a lot. Um, I think the first one was it, but, and, and we're coming back to speak about this player quite a bit tonight. Was it, was it a three? It was a through ball from Carey, wasn't it? Carey, yeah. Slotted him in. Who sliced uh, there. What, what I really liked about the start of that move was he picked the ball up and he drove forward and, and that's what we've wanted to see from our midfield players for so so long. None of this crab football. He picked it up and he went. He went towards the goal and into the danger area, and then did a sublime uh, pass that split through the defence. And and Gary Goals was was as anticipated it really really well. Um, took it slightly to the right, as I recall to try and create an angle. And the keeper did, on that one, I think the keeper did a fantastic yeah, He stood up well, stood big. up well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, when I saw it from the other end, because we, we were behind the other goal, I, I, I remember saying to Collar, I was with, I said, why did he just chip him? But to be fair to the keeper, he stood up and he kept himself big. So um, uh, I, I take that back. I, I just think it was um, it was a great, great move and a good save from, uh, good save from their keeper. It's that first one, isn't it? That's the... The real sort of uh, glaring, glaring miss was it? Couple first minute, second minute. I think it might have been Carey got down down the right, uh, and it's he's almost gone with the uh, he's gone with the inside of his foot, and he's just sort of skewed it wide of the post. It went yeah, like the, a rocket, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great yeah. ball. It had to be. It, it just it was just a sort of funny height. Just if it it could have hit it with anything, it would have gone in. But it's just. I think he was just a bit mad. I, I might be being uh, too soft on him, but I thought it was a, a you know it was more difficult than it than it seemed. I know he's only about three inches out. <laughs> well, to it's, be honest, uh, it's a good sign when Big Gaz is getting across that front post, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, he made a great run. Yeah, I could do with some of it. 
he was phenomenal yesterday. I think he made a funny comment about again getting ahead on his on his goal. He said, "I've never seen Hubby meet the first man on <laughs> on a cross." So I thought I'd just wait here and see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so he's read that situation perfectly. Um, cool, yeah, Pete uh, Begaz had a, uh, another chance. Um, played into the box by Dougal. We were talking about this in the green room, weren't we? Broke to Thornley, yeah. and Thornley floated in a, a great ball into the box. And Gazzy's... He did. The flexibility of Gazzy's groin just not up to it to poke it home. No, and he mentioned, I think he mentioned he mentioned that after the game, um, that he, he struggled. I mean, it might have been the other night when he was playing, or the other day when he was playing against Preston, he was struggling... Um, but yeah, he was trying to replicate it on Harland, wasn't he? From the other, the other week, yeah. Gaz were doing that one. I thought yeah, maybe ten years ago, Gaz. There was another fantastic pass from um, Thornley as well. He, he put pings some lovely mm. stuff in with his left foot. Mm. It's, uh, it's uh, sort of tennis ball bounce, doesn't it? Off probably one of those rugby divots. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's pretty much crossbar high by the time he's, uh, he's 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 tried to kung fu it in in a. Yeah, I thought they were all fairly difficult chances. To be fair, but he probably scored from the most difficult one because it wasn't the best. Everyone, you know, it wasn't the best cross in the world from from Hubby. To be fair, he was right. <laughs> um, the, the referee said he looks like a grey-haired mod from uh, <laughs> he's listens to the Who, and he's called Mister Bond. I think he's reffed us before. Everyone noticed that. Quality. So if, if you could think of any Bond puns as we go through this show you'll get 10 extra points if you get it in uh right yeah so cover hit the post after that tim did maxi get a touch on it if you remember um charlie a guy called charlie allen uh, a little live wire a tiny little player they broke down the right balls come in you can see the cogs working in his brain it's in front of us yeah if it's the one that was on the left hand post yeah he did is, is, I would, I would did he, did he get he something got, on it? Because I was quite high up. I, I, I thought I thought he did, yeah. To be, and in fact, I never mind. I, 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 I would, as best I can recall, uh, having had about seven pints. <laughs> yes. Where were you in the ground, um, by the way? Were you near, were you near a pitch level? Right, just in, in the front, just in front of, um, uh, or just behind others as well, on about row four or something. Oh, okay. So... Um, uh, yeah, I mean they, they came into it, Coventry, didn't they? To be fair, you know, we, we after, after, after you know, uh, as as was as, as was said before by Kev, you know, we sort of absolutely um, uh, dominated that first twenty minutes. But as the game wore on, they just seemed to get into it more and more, and and um, and, and and the game became more even. If anything, I think they were probably the better team for the for the last twenty minutes of the half, and um, and we had to. Um, we, 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 you know, we, we had a, they had a fair few pot shots. Um, I think in advance of the goal, I think that was only the one I remember where I was really worried. But um, uh, they, they, they definitely came into the game and start because they'd had um, they played the game with no strikers, didn't they? Because they'd had a, a last minute um, bug go around the uh, around the team, and and the four players had to drop out, and they're all. The, the more forward players. And um, if you watch some of their vlogs, 
uh, post-match, they're all saying, you know, they couldn't get their head around the team because it's basically, it's like us turning up and having, you know, uh, uh, no Lavery, no Yates, no Bedeen, um, no Hamilton, and, and they're, they're having to, like, shove players from midfield into the forward positions to basically get a team out. It was like that, that Scotland formation, 6-4-0, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think I think they probably took a little bit of time to adapt, uh, and that might have been part of the reasons why why we were able to you know sort of dominate possession in the way that we did in that first in that that golden period. It was a real golden period. It's played some of the best football. I think it's most most certainly the best football we've played under Appleton, and um, and arguably some of the best football we've played since we got back in the championship. Kev, yeah. so coming as Tim's just said, do you think it gave them? A bit of a lift, the fact that we we should be three or four up at this point. Well, it's bound to, yeah, bound to, isn't it? It's um, and, and yeah, we, the boot's been on the other foot plenty of times where where you're thinking we could we could be twelve down at half time, and then you know someone like Bowler's popped up and dribbled past three, and we're we're ahead when we don't deserve to be. It's it's it's, it's one of them. But I mean, the, the I think the, the the fact that we'd had a lot of the ball and we were we were sort of trying to take the game to Kov and the fact that, that they've got about four number eights out there in various sort of positions in the midfield. It just, it just meant that when, when they broke, they broke quickly and they broke, they broke effectively with the ball and they did look a threat. On it, was, the, it, was a, um, it was a good, well, yeah. very well worked goal as well, wasn't it? It was though? a great, it was, it was a great goal. It was a great goal. Judd. Did we have the, did we have the carry shot against the post before that? Was it after it? I oh, yeah, I've forgotten about that as well. Yeah, you're right, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> That was a great Another piece of great skill. One. Yeah, it was. The Crossville ball yeah, from Conway. I had it, it down as being later on in later on in the game. It's just, uh, but yeah, I, when I watched it back before, he did, what a ball! He did, fantas- he did fantastically well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, um, it's another goal. It's another chance. Carry skill. That was a good ball from Conway. It was over to him. Conway, thought- he was really good as well yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So Tim, we've we've gone down. At half time, one nil, one nil down, unbelievably one nil down. How how confident? Well, we did, you forget we had we had the we had disallowed the goal. disallowed goal Sorry, in yeah. the last minute, of course. And I was I was so, I mean the um uh the the linesman was so late putting his flag up. I, I I've watched it a few times back now um, because nobody could believe it was disallowed. Um, because obviously Medine Medine I've can't remember put the ball in now. Was it another Thornley? And 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 Gaz and it was Gaz's header and uh, it was going right in the bottom as you look at it the bottom left hand corner and CJ's lurking there and I'm still trying to work out whether he's actually touched it. You say he's lurking there. He's, pr- he's practically in the stand, isn't he? By the time he's uh he's celebrated yeah. uh, it going I, I, in. <laughs> do you think I he think touched it, it? I've I've seen the replay. And I think it almost brushes. I don't know. Does it brush it his, brush his shirt? I think yeah. is about as much as it does. I don't. It doesn't redirect it whatever happens it doesn't redirect but it was a, a pretty to be fair it was a great edit by Medine and um that's what it was where it's know. mine isn't it from the cross yeah he so it's almost his. like QPR-esque wasn't it in that we've ended up uh with a player whether he did or he didn't touch it um the, the that, that and that's what the debate was I, I, I don't think but to be fair, that from there the linesman wouldn't be able to tell whether he touched or not anyway, because he's he's obviously 35, 30, 35 yards away, and and you can't even really tell when you watch it back on TV. And I've, I'm at the commentary um, 
commentators are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, clearly offside. But you look it back and I just think, I don't think he even touches it. I think the but, problem is he's, he's gone to play the ball, hasn't he? And, uh, mm, and, and yeah. if, you, if you've not touched it, you've got to make a much better um, sort of demonstration of being nowhere near it. You know, running away, not, not run towards, your hands the, in the, air, yeah. not run towards yeah. the linesman, <laughs> yeah, not cashing your goal bonus. <laughs> yeah, it it was the it was the fact, Tim, that the 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 flag went up thirty seconds after the goal we had gone in. I've, we I've never seen for ages. I have never seen anything like that. I've never seen such a late flag, and I think what Kev's just said. Rings true. I think the fact that CJ's gone over to him, celebrated in front of him, celebrated yeah, like he scored he, a goal. He's, he went straight for him. If he hadn't yes. done, if he yeah, hadn't yeah. done that, that goal would have been. That, I'm convinced that goal would have stood. Well, yeah. that's it. As, as a linesman, you don't chalk off a Gary Medine goal uh, without sort of thinking twice about it, do you? <laughs> <No>. Fearing <laughs> for your life. But would would CJ have been classed as interfering with a? Flight the ball as well. His position, perhaps. No, because he was he was he was he was stood uh, to the left of where the ball was going. For me, I mean, if it's a little bit different than the Sheffield United two weeks ago, where um, Maxwell has three players in the, his line of sight. There's nobody in line. He wasn't in the sight of anybody. Um, and for me, if he doesn't touch the ball, he's not he's not interfering with play, and it's not offside. I suppose he might have blown it in. I actually do think it touches his shirt. I do. That's as much. That's as much as it does. I don't know whether that classes as as um, as, as 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 him touching it. I don't know. But he must have felt it. I think when he, he must have felt something because he but he went off like he'd scored it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Just just one more, John. Yeah. Uh, uh, from that half. I know we've we sort of gone out of order, but Connolly cuts in on his left peg, doesn't he? As a big swinger. And uh, this this fella has got so much goal threat. And, uh, almost, he, he, he doesn't know what to do with it. But the, uh, you know, the, it, it was the first sort of, uh, it was the first one of several, again, where he's um, he's popped up. And just seems to be a magnet for that ball in the, uh, in, in, in the box. There was those two chances in the second half as well. He should have had that trick, same as he shot. Every, every week, every week. Yeah. Pretty good from a right back, isn't it? Well, he's good. not even a right back, is he? <laughs> a proper one. Well, well, it's it's play it in the centre of the Don't forget we've got the Sandy Lions to come as well from Shamrock Rovers. He can bang him in. From either full back position. I'm quite excited about seeing him actually. I think uh, have they finished their season now, or or is it on the? He's on the cusp of finishing, isn't it? Because they play through the summer in in the Irish league. Yeah, another so the league. As soon as the season finishes, he comes to us. Connolly does need finishing lessons, Andy. You are right, and he does get into great areas. It's a bit more practice on the on the grass, as a certain someone used to say. Hmm. He's now collecting his UB40. All right, second half. Tim, second half. So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon support programme that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. 
So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod, you'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month. Price of a pint, and for that you get a few other bits in return, which is access to our private members' WhatsApp group. You'll get some exclusive podcasts, competitions. So we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in. And we are going to be running an extra time podcast, which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons. So if you want to sign up, patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod. It'd be great to have you on board. Thanks for listening. Can you remember much from it? How did we start? Um, I think it was, but obviously we we. It's not long after the uh, the start of the half that. We actually equalised anyway, is it? Was it was off the top of my head, 50-odd minutes? 53. 53, very apt. Um, so I, my recollection is we start we started well. I, I think there's I think there's been a feature of of uh, these recent performances is we're getting that ball in the box, aren't we? I mean, I was looking back thinking, I can't remember, remember scoring as many goals with our head as we've done in recent weeks. I know, you know, with, obviously Jerry with his feet have been excellent as well, but you start to look at all the other goals and, and there's a surprisingly large number of headers, but good headers as well. Not, not like scrambles in the box and somebody just getting the, getting the head on, getting the head on it from a, from a corner or something. These are like, you know, okay. Crosses, decent crosses and, and positioned headers that, have been sent back the way they came and, and uh, you know, bullet headers into the corner. So I've been really, really impressed with the way that we've used the wings and we've used the wide positions, not just not just uh, CJ and, um, uh, and, 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 and Yates. Or, you know, it's, it's the way the fullbacks come on and, uh, you know, balls are, are not back for them and they're putting the crosses in. You know, it's... Uh, it, it, it's fantastic stuff, but I think there was a, if I remember right, there's a rather strange pass from one of their defenders that, that Medine ends up intercepting and he's, he's right on the touchline. And does he knock it back to CJ Gives before it to going wandering into the box? And then he, he in turn knocks it back to hubby and, and uh, he almost did like a repetition of the, the layback he did for Patino against Preston. It was very, very similar. Um, you know, not that, but, it, but he's thinking and he's, he's, you know, rather than, well, and the big big concerns I've always had about CJ, he's a bit like a bit headless chicken and he seems to be thinking more and, and, and looking around him and seeing where people are and, and, and you know, it's a good layoff. Slightly better. I think Pete, Pete was a bit harsh with the cross, but, you know, it was, it, it, it was, I get the point you're making because it was, it didn't go deep, did it? It was, it was quite a shallow cross. But Medine, because he'd been involved in the in the start of the move, wasn't where you'd normally expect him to be. He was a bit more near, bit sort of near near post, if anything. But then we get this absolutely sublime looping header that that goes over the cov keeper and and, and drops into the back of the net and cue limbs and pandemonium and um, everything else that comes with it. See, it's it an incredible out. header. Yeah, it was like it was, I mean, he trained his neck back. I don't know how he got to it. To, to to direct it like he did, it was unbelievable. He's just watched it all the way, and it's almost like a cricketer playing a shot, just letting the ball come up the bat and just 
just almost yeah. stroking it with his forehead. It just just a you know as as, as good a headed goal I think as you you'll see from a from a centre forward on that near stick. Kev, just coming back to something Tim Tim said about the the fact we we seem to be creating all these chances now from open play. We we made Coventry look terrible yesterday and. It reminded me a bit of the way we opened up Sheffield United as well, with ease almost. Yeah, yeah I mean, there was a there was a twenty five minute spell, wasn't there, in the, the, at, at two nil, and then as we we brought the game back, where they they didn't know what, what had hit them. I mean, I, I, I was fortunate enough to be up in a up in a box at, at Bramall Lane with a with a load of load of home fans, and um and you, you know that they. They turned up for a for a five nil like like they do every year, as I was saying before, and um and they they just couldn't believe it at 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 two apiece. But we we'd got the ball down and we'd got it wide and we'd we're actually you know hitting Jerry in the feet, which uh, we don't seem to be capable of when when Gaz isn't there, you know, that allowing him to play in that in that sort of wide forward role. It just it just seems to open the the pitch up in a in a way that we don't we're not able to sort of do when we haven't got that that bat to goal option. I think that's part of it. I think I mean Thompson's got his his strengths, but having um, husband at left back, I think he's just a bit more comfortable on the on the ball. I think that that's helped a little bit. But um, it's it's it, it's that middle three, isn't it? Sort of they've, they've tried various people in there and. To be honest, over the last three seasons, trying to get that that middle three because Critchley played a similar type of um, formation, didn't he? Um, the balance seems to be it seems to work um, with with what Charlie's doing. Although I like to see him get on the ball even more, to be honest. Um, uh, and Carey breaking from from midfield, you know, like like Tim was saying, you've got to have someone that can can break the lines, and it's it's, it's rare in in sort of my time as a a Blackpool fan that we've had players that 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 can do that and just ghost past players like like he's doing. So there's, there's chances can be made from all over the all over the park at the moment, which you know is a is a pretty exciting place to be, given that we look like we were going down three weeks ago, <laughs> three games ago. Yeah, it's um Tim. I, say, I thought Tim, I thought Carey's performance. Just I've got to say this. That's one of the best midfield performances I've seen in a very very long time. I mean. Listen, that's not not to take anything away from Dougal or Patino, who both played their part. But how, however, you know, and, and he's not always do it. But the last two, last game and a half, he has been sublime, and and that the, the the his work rate is 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 in, in the incisive passes, the positivity. It's it's got technical ability. Know, really bear mind. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And where he's come from, it's just incredible. And he's still a very, very young lad as well. He's not much older than Patino. And mm. um, uh, it's very, very exciting to watch him when he plays like that. I've got to say, I think he's one of the best midfielders in the division when he plays like that. I know it's been it's been talked about quite a bit, hasn't it? But you know the, the, the excitement. I remember last year when we we're at, at Huddersfield, and and, he, and he's absolutely bossed it first half against them. He's gone and got his foot broken on the hour, and and then just hadn't looked anything like uh, as, as sort of influential in any game that he played this year. But whatever whatever Appleton's done with him, or whether it is the balance of that that middle three. Uh, you know, getting him in a in a position where he's facing their goal and doing what he's good at. You know, you don't want him running back towards his own goal, chasing man. He's it's, it's almost a little, little bit like Forrest Gump, isn't it? You just say, "Go, go, Sonny, go and drive towards the goal." Well, that's what that's just, actually what yeah. that's what Appleton told him, wasn't yeah. it? When he, he came on, he said, "Just don't don't worry about the defensive side." I think I'm sure they said that in his post match. Just just go at him, run at him. And that's just, and that's what he's yeah. and he's and he scares players when he does that. He's like he's like Ross Bartley or Gaza, you know, probably with with a bit of John Doolan in there as well because he's not quite the finished article, but he's yeah he's a he's a he's a thrill to uh, to watch. We um, sort of nightmares about John Doolan. <laughs> we were having a conversation in the car on on the way home that it, this midfield has got a perfect balance and it's it, it reminds me a bit of Vaughan. Adam and Southern, each each of those three has got similar attributes. We've got Patino in there pulling the strings, Dougal providing cover, winning the balls, and that bit of magic from, from Carey. So it's exciting times, isn't it, if those three can remain fit? Well, that's it. You look forward to seeing them uh, midweek in the West Midlands. I mean, you know... What what what's Apple going to do? He, he might he might go all Ollie and change all eleven now. Just while we're on a good, uh, a good runner runner form, but um, yeah, it's it's it does feel like we can be we can be looking up and and hopefully picking up a few more points before the um before the break and and getting some of these other other lads back fit again and and hopefully not having the stressful season that um that you know we may have been predicting. And this isn't us with tangerine tinted glasses on. You've got, obviously, you've got a Coventry fan in the chat there, Ash Woodward, who, who suggests that, you know, the 2-1 win to us flattered them, which is nice to hear because, you know, uh, I, I, I do think as we're going to talk about the rest of the game that they they had their chances to win the game themselves, uh, whether that's because of our, you know, uh, our, our not finishing them off in the way that we should have done. But at one one, I, th- I think actually it could have gone either way. Um, and, you, and if you analyse, if you also highlights, you'll see that some of the Coventry's best chances come during that period before we before we take the lead. So um, uh, you know, it's and, and I don't think I don't I think I don't think they're as bad as that their position suggests at the moment. I think they've had the off-field issues. They've got the problems with the pitch. They've got probably I don't know whether they've still got the games in hand, but most certainly the other a couple of games in hand. And I think, you know, I think they've probably got it in their locker to, to get out of that bottom three as well, to be honest. So um, I think that they're not a bad side. They all sound like first world issues compared to what we've had to put up with, but. (laughs) I think they're going to be fine. 
they're a good side, and you know they weren't. They they had their moments yesterday, didn't they? I mean, they they did have problems, but then so have we with the with injuries and stuff. But they were they played pretty good stuff last season. They were they were probably the best team that we played against, weren't they? And they've been on a good run as well. People forget that you know the last few games they've been doing really well and scoring some cracking goals. I think they don't lost one in eight or something. Um, so yeah. they, they they were a form team, you know. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were above us in the form table, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's an interesting division. I mean, anybody that can predict three a drop from this this league this year, that you, you're you're a you know you're a better man than than I am. Uh, so it, it's one of those. It might it might be a division where there's a lot of points required to stay up this year. I've, I've seen worse teams. You know, not saying Coventry are bad, but it, like Tim said, that that game could have gone either way in that final sort of two third, the final third of the game. Um, we had chances, they had chances, and yeah, I've seen I've seen poorer sides than Coventry. So because they kind of sort themselves out, game, I think they'll be all right. It was. Yeah. It was a great game. It was a real. I think they they had more of the second half than the first half and created some good chances. They could have scored one or two. We could have scored two. Connolly, Connolly, Tim should have had a brace. Um, could have gone two one up straight after we've scored equalised. Um, the one where he's blazed it over. Yeah, and he actually had time to maybe even take a touch, didn't he? But I think you, you know, I said you're not going to criticise somebody for having a go first time because sometimes they take that touch and then they close down, aren't they? But obviously, it went ballooning over the bar as a consequence. So it was a little bit, a little bit frustrating because that would have sort of settled, um, you know, settled nerves a bit and given us the edge. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, it got, you know, we we'll go back to comments before. He seems to be able to ghost in uh, from that right back slot and and find some space. But he's got, it's the engine he's got about, isn't it? He's able to get up and down that pitch and where some fullbacks look to get a breather when um, uh, when the ball's down the other end. He, he, he sees himself very much just wanting to be involved and wanting to get up there and uh, it's great to see. And maybe right back is his position after all. He looks he's not doing too up. bad at it, is he? Yeah, he's, he's certainly, um, he's, he's, he's influencing the, the attacking play much more than, than he has done sort of previously when when he's been sort of uh he's been dropped in there as a supposed fill-in um it i don't think anybody's picking him out as being a, a particularly weak link in that in that blackpool um side by any means that's that's credit to Connolly to be honest um but it's sort of a measure of his, his versatility because it seems that wherever you chuck him in i mean you could play the guy up top to be honest uh and lump balls at him. It's uh, yeah, he's 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 well, he's not an underrated player because I think everybody appreciates his 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 value. And, and you can get and you can get thirty five, forty games a season out of him. Which, to be honest, with 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 the, some of the players we've got, we're lucky to to see <laughs> half of that. that. <laughs> yeah, we're lucky to see half of that out of them, aren't we? Because you know, there's, there's there's always players who seem to pick up more knocks than others, but he seems to be one who will, can play through anything. He's, uh, he, he does uh, go down a lot as well, but just pops back up and just gets on with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of injured players, it was good to see Cash on the bench. I didn't even realise he was on the mm. bench because I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. It's fantastic news mm. because, uh, um, and, and no disrespect to CJ, but I'd love to see him on that left hand side of that front three. Uh, but then we've got then we've got Lavery coming back after uh, he's available on Tuesday night as well, isn't he? So options. Uh, Options are options are are becoming available, aren't they? 
Which is great because that's what we need. I mean, that team picked itself, as we said at the start of the show. And, um, you know, there, are, there weren't many. I'm not, I wasn't surprised when Appleton didn't make any changes because I don't think there was actually anybody who, particularly the way certain players are playing, there's, there's nobody who you would really have wanted to bring off because I think we were playing at optimum. Okay, as, as we've just discussed, the 20 minute period was more like a basket, basketball game. Going down end to end, they could have scored two. We could have scored two, but we did score the decisive goal. Tim Jerry Yates, he's at it again. It said on the club's official Twitter feed again with a Medina esque header. Yeah, and a great. And before we get to that, a, a really good cross from from CJ. To be fair, it, it, you know, it was an unpredictable cross because it. It had a bit of curl on it that took it away from the keeper, and um, and I think <laughs> there's only well, there was two players who were ever going to get that ball. It was Medine or Yates, and Yates beat Medine to it because they both went for it. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's again a, a little bit better than what at Sheffield, but it reminded me a little bit of the Sheffield one where he sent it back um, the same way that it's come, and that's a that's a great header from striker's perspective. That's what you want to see them do. Send it right back in the opposite corner to to the uh, to, to 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 where it's come, um, and then you know he loves it, doesn't he? He was straight straight in front of the Blackpool fans, just giving it the uh, you know the the big star shaped salute. And um, he's a man on form. He's I think he's he's joint tops. He's still joint. I thought he was actually the top scorer. <laughs> no. I think somebody said he's still joint top scorer. Um, so that's fantastic to have a Blackpool player at the top of the. The hit parade um, is superb. The, 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 inevitably, that brings with it the vultures. Had me Bournemouth mate message me during the week saying, "I hear we're in for him," and you know you've seen Rangers are and the other teams are. But, but you're going to get that when you've got players on form and players who are set in the division light. And and if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't be performing. So the next one will be Carey. I'm I'm fairly convinced there'll be. There'll be there'll be people circulating looking at him as well, particularly if he keeps up the last performances from the last week up. It's, it's inevitable there's going to be people looking at him. Um, so, um, but yeah, let's hope. Let's let's hope um, between now and 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 we're well, not they've got that many games before January, but that we can keep keep the keep the momentum going and and that the the enforced break doesn't you know doesn't doesn't stop us in our tracks because you want to be playing every single, you want to be playing twice a week all the time at the moment, don't you, when they're playing like they are doing at the moment? Dead air is a crime. I was just looking up some stats then. Um, seven in five, Jerry's got. Yeah, he won't be happy with just one yesterday, will he? Mm. he was fair, I thought he was fairly quiet as well yesterday compared to how he has been. Yeah, I'd agree. I think he wasn't where everything... Last couple of games, everything seems to have gone through him, but probably not quite as much. I don't know if it was the way we were playing or or the way he was being... Maybe it was the way he was being marked, possibly, as well, might have had something to do with it. Maybe they, they were a little Karen soft Medina through the middle. The top, mm. wasn't he? he was the one that was really, really causing them lots of problems all through the game. That's for you, Matt, by the way, if you're watching. <laughs> Oh, and obviously, yeah, Matt's not here. He's uh, he's on holiday in some dank corner of 
the Lake District, no doubt in a in an old slate miner's cottage with the door hanging off the hinges and a, roo- uh, a leaking roof with no internet. And uh, turn the door. I'm so it's loving the fr- it. Oh. I'm loving it as well. <laughs> yeah. The more misery, the better. <laughs> Jerry's. Can someone clarify something from the bookings yesterday? Because um, we got four, I think, didn't we? But Kenny Dougal was one, and Chizzy on the when I was watching it back again today was going on about it being his sixth booking, and I know he had some suspensions, and he seemed to think he was being suspended. He'd be suspended for the next game, but I'm not convinced. If, Chiz- if Chizzy that. said that, I think we can say <laughs> safely that it's not going <laughs> to. Take it with exactly. a dose. Take it with a dose of salt or so yeah. whatever it is. He says. Goes down I think. I think yeah. I heard somebody say his next suspension will be on ten after nineteen games, but and then there's okay. a reset. But that can't realistically happen because there's not enough. You know, he'd have to get sent off. We it couldn't actually work where he'd get that second suspension. So yeah. um, I'm fairly sure that you don't get you don't get suspended again after getting one more booking. No, that's what I thought. Yeah. But I just wanted to clarify it because you just never know, do you? Okay, let's go on to player ratings. Player ratings. Uh, Kev, you can go first with uh, Chris Maxwell. Oh, well. Um, He's not had loads and loads to do, but what he's done, he's, he's been solid. Um, fingertipped one onto the post. Yeah, it was a, it was it was a good save. Uh, there's a few that have um, that have dashed past his uh, his left hand post. Uh, I mean, in the interest of moving it on, I'd say he's an is a very solid eight. It's, it's weirdly he didn't have a lot to do, did he? If I know what you're saying, he didn't have any. Well, big most of the shots were slightly off target, weren't they? So, yeah. yeah. Um, their their best ones. They had what the one that went to the right that hit the back of the stanchion, and the one that went slightly to the left of the goal, which I think was their best chance of the second half. But they were both he wide. Was nowhere so. near either of them, though. If no. they had gone, if they'd been on target, he'd have better gone in. But he can only do what he can do, can't he? Um, yeah. He's, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Grimshaw. Um, Maxwell's a good keeper as well. It's uh, it's a sort of luxury position for us to be in, isn't it? Um, He's, he's, I think he's been excellent since he came back in. Uh, okay, that's nine. Was it eight or nine? What did you say? I, 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 an eight. An but, eight you know, I'm not soon. quite like Leanne, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not one for willy nilly nines. <laughs> Callum Connolly, Pete, reliable as ever, and almost getting amongst the goals again. I thought he had possibly his best game of the season yesterday. Um, he was. Brilliant in defence. He put some great balls through, some good crosses. He could have had a hat-trick. I think, for me, it's got to be an eight and a half or a nine. Please, can can we get this right, Pete? Eight eight what? 8.5. How long have you been watching the podcast? Are you not aware of the fielding player rating system? The international well, standard. Nine, then. He was better than he was better than an eight, so I'll give him a nine. No, it's an eight plus. Eight plus is what. <laughs> oh, I was eight getting. plus. Sorry, eight plus. Oh, yeah, eight plus. I'll just make a note on the 
potential to extend the loan deal. Oh, that's a bit of a negative <laughs> mark there. Incorrect <laughs> use of John Jules over there. In- incorrect well, no, use of FPR. You've, 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 um, you've, you've made me decide it was a nine. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, he yeah. yeah, was. He was. Yeah. Big Marv, Tim, mm, not yeah, back was, to his was, back, it, best, is it he? Was, it was a bit of a, a weird game, I thought. Um, I, d- I don't really remember him having to do too much. I remember one really decent challenge in the in the first, what was the second half? I think it was the second half because it was the other far end. A really decent challenge he put in um, where, you know, a sort of it was the opposite of what he'd been doing in recent weeks where he'd end up packing players down, trying to do the same thing. But I, I thought it was an average wasn't Day the pick of him. wasn't the pick of the centre halves, was he? No, I would pro- no, definitely not. I, I, I'm going to go seven. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's good. Kev Judd, who was the pick of the centre halves? Well, is that a leading question there? Yeah. Uh, oh, he's a he's a he's a funny one, isn't he? I, I remember my, my footy mates in in Sheffield um, that, that watch Wednesday when we signed him. That they, they they told me how, how how good this guy was. They said he's he's, he's short, he's slow. He don't look very good, and and frankly, that was that was my my verdict of him. He's very languid as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, but he's 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 a gets the jo- gets the job he's, done. He's, he's he's genuinely um, probably one of the one of the players that I think in all the time I've watched Blackpool, I've probably been most wrong about. And I thought he was great again. I mean, he loses a mark for the uh, for the Megs on the goal, obviously. Um, but yeah, he, he, he just got he just got skilled score. then, didn't he? He got skilled. Yeah, and 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 he's allowed. He's a he's a unit. Uh, it was a good goal. Um, but it, it's yeah, he's reading of the game. I mean, they they, they chucked their um their top man on uh the last twenty minutes, and and he's he's dealt with that threat. He's he's clearly playing with um with a knock as well because he's gone down holding that that ankle again like last week. Um. Uh, <sighs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Can I do him a nine minus? Is that is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 Well, well, there you go, Kev. There. Right. There we are. Showing off. Only got what? Only, only got only got one loan contract. Right. Who on now? A bit harsh, I think that. Jimmy Husband. Who are we on now? Who's doing this? You, Tim. Pete, I think. Yeah, Pete, it's Pete, Pete, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Pete. See, I thought he had a really good game again as well. Apart from his cross was a bit naff, but he scored from. Again, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Oh, good going forward, good defending. That's quite a good understanding with CJ. Uh, was he as good as Callum? Eight plus. There we go. There we go. And I think, you know. Sir Kenneth of Dougal for you, Tim. It's funny how this always works out, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I thought it was brilliant. Passing. I thought just my I thought Dougal was brilliant. Yeah, Coventry. I've got to say that, that, that you know, we, we, we've we've spoken about it during the, during the during the match, haven't we? That that triumvirate in the in the middle the three of them just seem to blend so well and uh you know kenny's an integral part of it i don't you know i don't i don't think it was his his best game uh in a, in a blackpool shirt but it, it was a very effective performance so i'm gonna go eight plus 
just got to bring this comment up from Michael Blackpool. When Judd went down with his ankle, um, referee Bond said, Doctor, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they all think I've been underscored, Dougal, there, but I, I, I'm just trying to keep it uh, real. Um, it was eight plus is an excellent score. He's changing my mind at the moment, I've got to say, because I've been sort of in the Leanne camp. <laughs> And I think he's, uh, since uh, Patino particularly, has been in that midfield three. I think it's actually he's been, been ever, ever been player. since, ever, ever since Leanne's been slating him, he's upped his game. So, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, well all, they, all, they all listen in. So, you know, maybe she's just giving him that little bit of a, a Philip and a pick me up that he needed yeah. to, to reach his true, his true heights. Let, he had a good shot again yesterday as well. What was that? Getting, trying to get forward still. He had a good good effort as well yesterday. I think he got blocked though, but it was still, you know, he's still looking to to shoot. And he never really did that last season, no. did he? No, he's look he's he's more of a goal threat this season. Right. Um Sonny Sonny Carey Pete. Uh oh. He was probably I don't know, between him and Gary and Connolly. He was absolutely what he should be, what, he, what I thought he was going to be when we signed him and how he was when we played against Huddersfield, as was mentioned earlier. I thought he drove forward. Um, he, you know, he, he was controlling that midfield going forward completely. Uh, some of the through balls he put as well were just, uh, Tim mentioned them earlier, were fantastic. Um, Richard Hensall says nine plus. Yeah, I think it's, I think Richard's right. I think that's what he's, you know, he was up there for man of the match for me. Eddie says eight plus in the other room. Uh, Eddie uh, sorry, Eddie. Nine plus. Charlie Patino, Kev. Uh, well, this guy's unlikely to ever get a score lower than an eight in his old career, isn't he? Um uh, as I said before, though, uh, I, th- I think he, he's that good. I mean, uh, bearing in mind, you know, there, there is a slight caveat that he's just a child, but um, he, he he's just got to get on the ball more. Um, and you know, and and if if he if he's sort of pulling the strings in there, you know, these these little periods, I think, where um, where opposition does, you know, they do get on top and we can't get the ball down. You sort of, you look into him and you're saying, come on, Charlie, you're the, you're the best player on this part, talent-wise, by a country mile, getting this game. And and that's the difference between um, the rather sort of miserly eight that I'm going to give him and getting a 10 every week. For, for me, he's, he's an out ball. Get the ball to him. They're not getting it back. He can yeah, just glide, mean, he can glide past, past the player and just take the pressure off and, Find space, Carney. You know, obviously he's, he's he's going out there and he's playing the game plan. But you see, you know, they, they want to play the ball out from the back, and it's these these ones where Kenny's coming and he's trying to pick it up back to goal, and <laughs> we're sort of getting ourselves in it in a tangle. And if you watch Charlie, he's he's sort of, you know, he, he he's he's sat in the hole waiting for the ball to come to him. Just go go and get the thing. No, nobody's taking it off you. That might come with time and experience, you know. The more he yeah, plays, the more he might realise he can go and do that. He's 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 learning in these. He's, 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 he's a slicer when you see him and, and you get up close to him. Um, it, it, 
back in the arm feel like last week. He, he, he is very much a boy still physically. Mm. And, um, you know, he's mixing it with some tough old players, isn't he? And, McBurney and, uh, against Sheffield United, those sort of players. Kind of, yeah, kind and, of daunting. Um, and, and, you know, if they knock him down, he just seems to get back up, which is great to see. Um, I think I think I think I think I agree I agree with Kev though I think we, we need to keep it real that wasn't his, it wasn't Dougal's best performance just saying it wasn't his best performance but I think they, they were part of the blend that that showcased Carey really a little bit mm. uh, yesterday I still think uh, it'll be naffed off with that eight I mean you know you've got to be wary haven't you you don't, don't want Steve McMahon coming around pinning me up against the wall for giving his uh, <laughs> giving his star man. Does he deserve an extra point for going to a uh, Blackpool fan's birthday party last I night? I was just thinking that, Pete, as well. It's great story. That was that. an incredible story, that. I don't know if the other, if you other guys, if everyone's heard about that. No, but pray tell. Got a, yeah, he got, a, he got a message. Somebody tweeted him or did something saying it's my birthday party. Please, please, please 60th, come along. wasn't it? I think yeah, it was 60th, a daughter. Yeah, yeah. A daughter. Yeah, was well, he just uh, turned up. Not only did he rock up, he rocked up with his dad and stayed for a few hours. No way. Yeah. I thought you meant it was a child's party, that he was no, no, the right no, age no, to go no, to. No, no, 60th birthday party. And uh, he turned up. And I think, you know, he's he's going to be a bit of a legend, isn't he? Shame he's going at the end of the season. It's a, it's a, it's a great attitude to have, though, isn't it? Mm. I've said this before uh, on, on AVFTT and on here. You can tell he's been brought up really well and he's really grounded. Um, and um, it'll go a long way because a lot of these young players, and we've seen it, haven't we? You know, they come here and they're, they're, they're really big bollocks and they drive up in the flash cars and and, um, and and they're a bit aloof. And the reality is he's a very grounded young man and who is clearly loving playing in a proper competitive league and, and is loving the interaction with the fans and, and um, players don't do, he won't be able to do that back at Arsenal. And the reality yeah. is, you know, it's, it's fantastic that he's able to, uh, you know, to sort of uh, bask in what it's like to be a professional footballer at, at a relatively early age still. And, 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 and beloved, you know, I think what, one of those vloggers, I, I can't get, I'm not going to get the exact, um, terminology right but he they said uh, they can't get enough of that patino he's like their he's like their crack you know um <laughs> their, their, their crack fix or whatever you know because literally all get you know off the game again you know the the patino chance going it gets such great encouragement and um that's what we can do is that's what we can do as a, a blackpool fans isn't it it's give these lads uh yeah happen with Charlie, when he first joined us, you know, he'd, he'd got, you know, he played for Rangers and was getting a bit of stick if he gave the ball away. We never gave him any stick. And Patino's going to be able to try and do things here um, without somebody having a go at him when he, when he gives possession away or if it doesn't quite happen. Um, it's, it's a great way to get your footballing schooling in for me. And, uh, and we get to see a great player. We get to see a great player mature. And uh, somebody who we can, when he, because he won't stay with us, clearly not, but we will be able to carry on watching him in future years and n- know that he played for us and, and he's still got that association with us. It's our job to just enjoy it, isn't it? You know, it's like, it's like Wes, Charlie, Bowler. It, it doesn't really matter whether they're your player or not. You know, the, the, when you get players like that, once, once every 
blue blue moon really whether it's a year or two years just enjoy it um and and they'll enjoy it too and and everybody gets some out of it don't they and and arsenal do really owe us one as well for inflict, inflicting us with tyrese john jules the previous arsenal loan so it's 50 50 i mean we just need to get promoted this season and, and make a cheeky offer for him. It's the only way we get him. Easy as that. Stranger Why things not? have happened. Yeah. Stranger <laughs> things have happened. Like CJ Hamilton getting a nine last week, Tim. Hey, good link, that nice segue. Incredible. <laughs> this is where you're supposed to swigor him, Tim. Oh, I bet it's, it's, it's on me, is oh, it? Oh, is it um, Pete? Is it Pete, sorry? No, sorry, I'll oh, take it. I've I'll lost the it. order. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll, um, I thought it was another good performance by him. Order, uh, probably yeah. not quite as headline-making um, as, as the last one where, where it was literally was, uh, you know, ab- absolutely fantastic. Um, what he did do a few times, took the first off, he used his pace to track back to, to cut possession out, which was good to see. Got an assist as well. Um, Assist for the goal. Yeah. Uh, he got assist for a goal, and he also laid up, laid up, um, he laid the ball off for Hubby for the for the first one. So he's played his part, and um, I think it was another strong performance. And it's a performance that will see him keep the shirt. I'm sure it will do for mm. for Tuesday night. So um, it's an eight. Tim, that that bit of defensive intelligence he showed when shepherding the ball out as well. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, that, that was the one where I said I thought it was fantastic because he, he'd actually, rather use his pace going, going forward, he'd used it to get goal side of a player who, who to be fair, was clear, clear away at the time, yep. wasn't he? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it was really, really good to see working hard for the team and not just hanging around on the halfway line waiting for the ball to come to him. So, yeah, it was it was, it was a, it was a really, really solid performance and, and, and long may it continue. Well, yeah, what what a, what a turnaround day! We'd, we'd put mm. we'd consign him to the bin, haven't we? A lot yeah. of people had. Right to say. Rightly, <laughs> rightly, arguably based on the performances he was putting out when he was putting the shirt yeah. on. Yeah, but incredible, incredible. We've got a lot. I think Appleton's got to take a lot of credit for this. I think there's things going on behind the scenes that we don't see, and yeah. he's getting the best out it's of it. Like, some of it'll be that into the psychology of it all, won't it? Because you know, um, you know, we've seen we've seen with Jerry, haven't we? Um, that that another transformation under under Critchley, he was going nowhere. CJ was going nowhere, and all of a sudden, in a, in a in a more, and I think this is a lot a far more positive system than than we had with with Critchley because, as I said, this the Coventry fans pretty much, you know, because they were saying, "Oh, were you disappointed when he left?" I said, "Well, yeah, but but in the end, no, because it, it, too many times if." We went away and we weren't playing exp- expansive football. We were playing very negative football to try and nullify the opposition. And Appleton does what I want to see from a Blackpool manager, and that is have the faith in the players to actually go out there and, and impose themselves on the game rather than have to try and um, nullify uh, the threat. And, and we, do, we used to do it all the time, changing winning teams to try and Notify, um, notify who we were playing, and it, it used to gra- really get on my goat, to be honest. So, um, and that's not that's not hindsight. We say, used to say on this pod, didn't we? How frustrating it was that we were just um, constant. I remember going to QPR and the way we changed uh, changed the formation yeah. uh, quite dramatically to try and eke out a result. 
He was overth- know, overthinking um, things, I mean, wasn't he, Critchley? Overthought things. Yeah, massively overthinking things. And, and 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 Hamilton's probably, you know, it's a little bit more basic as to regards the instruction that he's being given. And, it, and he's probably thriving on that. And they're thriving on a manager who's going out there and, and really seems to have faith in his ability. Okay, let's move on to the final to, two. To, oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, I was just, just going to say, we used to... Um, go in the corners with Critchley as well with about the last 15 minutes, the 15 minutes to go. We don't do that at all now. It's generally looking for another goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Mitch isn't here to wax lyrical about Gazmadine's performance. Pete, you're, you're going to have to do it. Are you up to the job? I'm getting all the ones with the, I'm getting the best players of the, of the day. Uh, again, <laughs> he's falling to bits at the moment, isn't he? Um, how he put in that performance yesterday for 90 minutes. That's nothing. No subs yesterday. When was the last time that happened? Yeah. He didn't put one player on. He thought he might have done it to sit, to run the clock down, but he just didn't do it at all. I think that says a lot for the players that were out there. But uh, Gary Medine was probably, again, probably his best performance of the season. Yeah, so so. So, yeah. And again, you know, <laughs> it's got to be nine plus. That's what was in my so, mind. Could have had could have had three goals in the first 10 minutes. Or am I being too generous? Well, he had one chalked, a perfectly good goal chalked off as well. So technically he's got it two is. goals, hasn't he? Could have had hat-trick. Should have had two. And there was another, he got another header across exactly the same uh, as he did last week for um, for Gary to score. And he went across to, some, uh, to Jerry to score. And somebody, uh, they didn't get a... a they couldn't put it in the net, but uh, exactly the same from a corner from Patino, I think it was. Went deep and he headed it right across. I think, I think Max a bit harsh saying his finishing was no, dire. I, um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think any any of his chances were uh, were, were were you know that that one way he was stretching that was always going to be difficult because uh, it was yeah. quite. He's quite acrobatic that he got where he was, but I think as I said to you before, the first one I originally thought that was a bad miss, but it wasn't. The key, the key, the keepers positioned himself very well for that first chance as well. He's he's yeah. he's made Medine work there, so yeah, a bit harsh there, eh, Mick? Let's that. let's tell you what Eddie's saying. Medine so good. Yeah. <laughs> Need to work on Nine your grammar plus. there, Eddie. <laughs> Nine plus. And to to wrap this off, Jerry Yates, Kev, Kev, I think. As we've yeah, mentioned, we, not as not as not as brilliant as he was as against PE, but brilliant nonetheless and non-stop running as well. And one thing that stood out for me was him still chasing the ball down on ninety-two minutes and beating a player for pace. Yeah, you, you sort of um, you know what you're getting from him at the uh, at the moment, don't you? Um, look, he's he's had what's he had. Two chances in the game. He's done his, his river dance act and, and just sort of st- stuck it past the post, doesn't he? That that could have been could have could have easily been another another Yates goal. Um and that ball comes over from uh, from CJ. There's only one man getting on the on the end of it. He's 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 literally smelling blood and he's he's elbowed Medina out the way and and you know the the minute that you see him lurking on that back stick, you think that that's a goal at the moment and uh, a few weeks ago, it wouldn't have been the case. But other than that, he's he's been. I think he was the foil for uh, for Gary yesterday. Um, uh, it just it just seemed to be the way that the, the game panned out. Uh, 
we got a bit of joy through the middle. Uh, same as same score as I gave Maxwell and Charlie. I'm just going to give him an eight. But, you know, it's a very creditable eight. I noticed at the end of the game, and I've not seen him, he literally collapsed into a heap on the floor. I think he'd given everything. I think that probably reflects what John was saying with him, you know, we chasing down the ball in the 92nd minute. He literally needed about five seconds, 10 seconds on the, on the floor just to get his breath back. And um, that would have taken me eight minutes to recover from that, Tim. <laughs> yes. Mind eight seconds. <laughs> yeah. He's a real asset, isn't he? Playing like he's. Make it an eight plus, Kev. Come on. Come well, on. Bump it off. Sure, show, John. <laughs> <laughs> right, eight plus. Right. Eight plus it is, yeah. Move on to manager rating, another managerial masterclass from, from Neil Critchley, Tim. Oh. Neil Critchley. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just said. Do we have to restart the whole recording now? <laughs> what have I just I said? On a, on a May God experience. strike me down. Yeah. Work experience. Yeah, are we gonna are we gonna score the presenter in this show? <laughs> Come on, brain. Come on, brain. (laughs) Michael Appleton, Tim, manager rating. Um, He's sticking by his principles, isn't he? And and, uh, he literally, a few weeks ago, uh, you know, he's he's had a tough gig trying to persuade people to trust him. And I think people are now starting to really, really trust trust him. To trust the process, Tim. To trust the process. Well, yeah, we might not use that word and we won't do any badge kissing or... Or or, or uh, fist pumping, but he is starting. You can see he's starting to grow into the job. He's starting to grow into the into 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 everything that's going on, and uh, very very pleased for him. You know, because I said he, he had a tough start, not least not least being dragged down there into the basement at the Armfield and to prove he wasn't a knobber. Um, but listen, he did it, and and that's you know, and and I, th- I think uh, I think we're all getting there. We're, we're you know we're getting there with him, aren't we? And we're, I, I'm loving the way we're playing football, just loving it. So um, it's a nine from me. Michael Appleton, manager rating. Michael Appleton, manager rating. Pete, I gave him a nine. No, Pete, I'm, I'm moving on. Tim. Oh, sorry. I thought you were, you were, you were pulling me. Um, no, no, no. I'm cementing his name in my head, so so don't say Neil Critchley again. <laughs> oh, That's what I was doing. Self-taught. <laughs> Is that what he was? Yeah. Well, Neil Critchley obviously gets a naught this week. Um, <laughs> I would say I can't disagree with anything that Tim said, really. And I think you know, the fact he kept them all on, I think that was a you know a boost for them. Just to say, well done, lads. See it through. So, yeah, t- tactical masterclass yesterday. Nine. Kev? Yeah, nothing to add, really. I mean, the, the, the one thing that, that slightly interests me is um, is how we keep some of these lads happy. Um, you know, that, that bench is starting to look quite quite tasty in, in many regards. Um, you know, I don't know what the situation is with Perveda, whether he's he's fit and just can't get a, a sniff or whether whether he's still not quite there and he's one that, that you know might come into it after the World Cup. Obviously Theo's played a lot early doors. Uh Wright's not come here to play well, sit on the bench, has he? Um, and he's looked decent in spells. Um we know what Critchley would have done. He'd uh, he'd, uh, he'd have shuffled the pack. Um and I think certainly in the League One season that was to our benefit 
um, because we were still going great guns at the at the back end of the season. Um, he's going to have, you know, if he's if he wants to send his best side out every week, which is what, to be honest, it's what we all want to see, isn't it? Um, he's he's yeah. I think I think uh, it's going to be tricky for him, but in terms of like yesterday, um, yeah. Just called it right, didn't he? But it was it was an easy call to make, sending the same team out, um, and just brave to uh, to to send them out and play. And Tim, just to to round things off, it's the most animated I've, I saw Michael Appleton at the end of the game. He's normally quite deadpan, isn't he? But he he was loving that at the end, coming over to the fans as well. And I think there's he started it's, it's, talking it's, about the fans more, hasn't he? Yeah. I've noticed in his post matches, and maybe 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 because of the circumstances that led um, uh, Critchley to leave, and and the issues over him, his associations with Preston, maybe took a, the deliberate decision to go reasonably low profile early on, and not and not be too 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 much in the forefront. But you I think it starts with Preston, particularly last week, doesn't it? And and then again this week, you know, he's he's he didn't seem come over with the players originally, but now he's coming over with them and he's saluting the fans and 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 being very much a part of it. And it's always easier when you've won, of course, but you know, we, we seem to be making a little bit of a habit of it at the moment. And um uh yeah and uh, I think I generally think we are hopefully going to be looking up in the coming weeks, not looking down. That's that's what we hope. Hopefully that starts on Tuesday night with uh, with West Brom. Although typically, because they're on such a shit run of form, it's like, you know, it's like a, it'll probably, knowing Blackpool, it'll probably be the opposite. But uh, Tim, I know. We've got, I know, we've got to be, conf- we've got to be yeah. confident going there, though, haven't we? I, I usually think like that, but I've, I don't think like that for this West Brom game. And I think, I think mm. we're going to turn up and I think we're going to turn them over. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Normally, I wouldn't be going midweek to games because of all the commitments, but I'm making the effort to go. So you're going, aren't you, Tim? As well, I know you're going. Yeah, and I think I, I think one thing you know is difficult because obviously it's not it's not it's not um, a cheap day out, is it? But um, you know, we people really need to get behind this team and and and, and Appleton and what what they're trying to do, and you know, hopefully. Um, you know, we've got a, a we've got a good uh, initiative going on with a, with the Luton game and. It's like you know, let's let's get people there, let's get people supporting them because they deserve it. And uh, it's also great to see, even though our numbers were a bit down yesterday, weren't they on on previous years? But it's interesting the Coventry fans were all saying we're the loudest team who've been there this season, even though we weren't. We have, we haven't filled the place out like some of the perhaps more local teams have done. So that's and it, it keeps teams keep saying that, don't they? Um, and, and that and that's got you know. So we're doing the ones there are doing the bit. We because you know. But let's 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 sell it out on Saturday. Let's because it is a, you know. Listen, we, we've 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 had a go at the thirty pound price point, haven't we? But it's it's far cheaper. Twenty quid, isn't it? On um, uh, on Saturday and five quid for kids. You know, for mum and mum or dad and lad or girl can go for twenty five between them. That's that's the right price point to try and encourage waverers to come and the, and the other the other thing that encourage waverers is the, the football the football at the moment is um great to watch uh it's fantastic entertainment and uh, I'm, I'm going choosing that as well where normally i wouldn't go midweek um because it involves taking time off work but i'm going to do it same here yep. so i'll see you there 
Kev, Pete, you going? Well, we as long as my boss isn't listening to the podcast, then, uh, <laughs> then I should be there, yeah. Excellent. Right, see you there then. Right. Um, sadly, I won't be there, but I'll be watching. Excellent. Okay, gents, thanks very much for, for your company this evening. I hope you both enjoyed yourselves. It's yeah, been a dream. You. Dream come true, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Seaside's podcast, we've got an exclusive show coming up very shortly. The uh, match commander from the Preston game has agreed to come on and talk to us uh, about the uh, the policing effort. So fair play to him. I'm, I'm just checking my phone. I'm just, I can't remember his name, but... We're going to get him on, but he's going to be answering fans' questions. That's something to look forward to. Uh, Raggy's coming on as well, and we're going to be doing a reaction show after the West Brom game. So all there needs to be said is thanks for watching, thanks for your comments, thanks for downloading. And up the pool. The pool are going up. Up the pool. Up the pool. So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon supporter program that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash Seasiders pod, you'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month, price of a pint, and for that you get a few other bits in return, which is access to our private members whatsapp group you'll get some exclusive podcasts competitions so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod it'd be great to have you on board thanks for listening Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.